All right, it's Mixed to be here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines right now, I have a woman who I'm, I'm very excited to be speaking with tonight. She is a Philly native. She's also a DJ, which obviously is, you know, soft and sentimental to my heart. And she is a physical fitness trainer, model, guru. She can explain it a hell of a lot better than I can. We want to welcome you now, Ms. Lauren, Fit DJ. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Mix Master B, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Uh, no problem. Thank you for talking to us. And like I said, you, you have so many different titles. I just, wow, we don't even know where to start. But um, I, I guess <laughs> I, first thing I, I acknowledged was that you are originally from Philly, right? I am. I'm a Philly native, born and raised um, actually in the suburbs, about an hour outside of Philly um, in uh, in Bucks County. And I decided to go to school in my hometown in Philly. I graduated from Temple University with a degree in broadcast journalism. And I interned at Fox 29 and, you know, just loved Philly, just submersed myself in all the amazing opportunities that Philly has and all the incredible people that are there and started training and fitness modeling and going up to New York and auditioning and and just you know got a taste of the business and I love the entertainment business so I wanted more and um moved to New York City and then came out to LA so that's a little uh that's a that's the fast track version of it a lot happened in between but um yeah so here I am out here in uh, in LA you know 2016 doing my thing so you grew up in Philadelphia, what were, or in the suburbs in Bucks County. What was uh, life like for you growing up? Um, very just like wonderful. Like I had such a, a wonderful childhood. I was really blessed, and and um, you know it was just magical. Was like living in the suburbs is very um, sheltered, and um, you know I guess at times you know maybe even a little boring. Like I always wanted to travel more and. And, and kind of was fascinated with the city because um, even though we were only an hour from the city, that just really wasn't part of my life, uh, the city life. So, um, yeah, life was really good, but I grew up eating really healthy. My dad is um, is a nutritionist, and um, he's a health food store owner. Um, I actually grew up with um, pretty bad learning disabilities. So my childhood was magical at my home, in my home life. But in school, it was actually kind of a nightmare. I had a lot of anxiety um, about being in school, and, um, you know, I, I didn't do well. I, I couldn't keep up with all my classmates, and um, it was apparent that something was wrong, but I didn't know that um, I had learning disabilities until I was about nine years old, and um, they diagnosed me with dyslexia and ADHD, and they took me all out of all of my, um, you know, regular classes with my peers and and put me in the small room, the, the learning support room, and um, it was pretty traumatic, and um, I wasn't treated very well. Like, I was punished a lot for not finishing my work, and the teachers would yell at me or even, you know, sometimes kind of mock me, and um, it was just, um, I had a lot of um, animosity and frustration. I felt like nobody really understood me. Just My parents were the only people that really fought for me and some of my friends, so... Um, I also was not very athletic growing up either. Um, I think as a result of my learning disabilities, that was something they 
something that the learning specialist actually advised me to stay away from was like organized sports and gym class. Um, she kind of gave me the pass to like sit on the sidelines because um, I wasn't coordinated enough. So when I was about 15 years old, I um, or 14 years old, um, I decided to join an organized sport. I um, decided to run the mile in, in the gym class for the first time and, and actually try. Um, and I did really good. And then it gave me the confidence to um, join the cross country team. And then my dad, um, you know, saw my interest. He took me to the gym every day, taught me how to lift and, and use the equipment. And then uh, my coach taught me how to, uh, to cross train and use the weight training room as well. And then it built my self-confidence when I had none. And um, between the nutrition and the fitness, it completely transformed my mind and therefore it completely transformed my life and my world as I knew it. And then, uh, you know, I went from being so negative and so sad um, to being such a happy, positive, um, confident person. And, um, you know, I would not be in L.A. I wouldn't be, you know, in the industry and in fitness and DJing. I wouldn't be doing these things because I wouldn't have had, had the confidence to do them if it wasn't for finding um, fitness. So I'm really grateful, grateful to my dad and my family for supporting me the whole way through. Now you've done, like I said, the, the fitness thing and you got into it. Your father showed you how to use all the equipment. Um, how did, like, if anybody hasn't seen this woman, if you Google her or check her out <laughs> online, she is ripped. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Like a lot of listeners and we talked about this before we were doing the podcast so one of the things i want to talk about is you mentioned about not always having um confidence growing up and then finding that confidence and a lot of the struggle people have uh younger people older people people that are you know out of shape somewhat out of shape even people that are pretty much <laughs> in good shape um what do you say to them when they're trying to find that confidence to start working out? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's overwhelming, especially if you're somebody who's never worked out in your life. And that was me, really. I mean, I was a kid, and I was, you know, spry. I've always been, uh, like, a, a thin kid. I've always been, never had, like, a weight problem or anything. But even for me, you know, building up that endurance and, um, you know, my whole body was sore, like, from – from head to toe the first time that I went running and um and it was just something that you have to you have to soldier through and you have to keep going and you can't stop and and you can start at any time and you can take it slow you can just take it one day at a time but consistency is key and your diet is key because you know, you can work out every day of your life, but if you're eating crap and you're eating processed foods, you're never going to see the results, and then you're going to get discouraged, and then you're going to say, exercising doesn't work, like Lauren was lying, but no, it's, it is so much about your diet. Um, what we put into our bodies is going to be reflected on the outside. You're going to see it in your skin. You're going to see it in your weight. So if you put the good things and you fuel your body with things that are from the earth, and then you work out, you move, you'll see the results. And you don't have to be on the treadmill and you don't have to be on the Stairmaster. You don't even have to be in the gym. Like a lot of my workouts that I show, I have a YouTube channel called youtube.com slash pimp and iron. And a lot of the workouts that I do are just in-home 
outside in the park. You can do them anywhere. Some some workouts, you don't even need equipment. The point is just move. The more you move, even if you just go for a walk, the more calories you burn and the better that you're going to feel mentally, even combating depression. That's so important that we get outside and we get some vitamin D and um, get the, you know, the adrenaline going. But for me, um, you know, as soon as I found fitness, I, I'm really glad because I was about 15 years old and I was a really late bloomer and I had just hit puberty at that point. And, uh, and I got made fun of for being a late bloomer. It was like terrible. Like I looked like I was in third grade till I was like, I was like 16 years old. But, um, then I got hit with some bad acne, like really bad acne. So I don't know what I would have done if I had learning disabilities and the acne and then I had nothing to, to channel that through. Like I would just be so miserable. And, um, it, it just helped me to get through those, um, those tough times in my life because we all have tough times and we all have ups and downs. And, um, if I'm feeling sad, you know, I go for a walk, I go to the gym, I let it out in a positive way. And then I always end up feeling like a hundred percent better when I'm done. So, um, at least for the time being, and then you're able to, to rationally think things out and, and, uh, and get out in a more, um, in a more constructive and positive way. So, now, people may look at your photos and think, wow, like there's, this woman has no flaws, no problem areas, but we all have them. What is something that you have trouble maintaining, whether it be, you know, like, do you have a vice? Do you have something that says, you know, I just, I can't, you know, turn that away or, you know? Well, I love, um, I kind of have more of like a flexible diet. I don't have a really strict and, uh, you know, really strict diet. Like, yes, I eat really healthy. Like, I can't imagine eating something that's not from the earth. So even when I do cheat, um, I, I do love dessert. I love chocolate. But I've really gotten into, um, like, raw and vegan desserts because they're a lot better on my stomach when I do eat, like, Cheesecake Factory or things like that, which are totally delicious. And I love... But, like, I don't feel good after that. Like, my stomach hurts, and even the next morning I wake up, I'm like, oh, my stomach hurts. That wasn't worth it. So um, I just try to find healthy alternatives um, to dessert. So I've been doing a lot of uh, raw and vegan stuff. Um, there's this um, chocolate avocado pudding that I like to make, and it's, it has four ingredients in them, and they're all natural. And, and that kind of stuff I love. But, um, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, I have a boyfriend, and so um, – He's not as strict as me. So, like, you know, I'll have a little nibble of his burger here and there, and that stuff keeps me going. But the bottom line is, you know, I've just learned that when I eat good and I eat clean, I just feel better and I'm more productive. So that is kind of enough to turn me off from, uh, you know, go- going on some kind of a crazy binge of, you know, pro- processed foods. It just doesn't make me feel good, so I don't, I don't want to eat it. Now, how did the whole DJ thing come about? I mean, obviously, you're busy pumping iron, um, you know, going through all these changes as a child and a teenager. At what point did you say, I want to learn how to DJ? Yeah, um, I grew up with music. I mean, that's one of my first memories is being in the car with my family and having us sing along to the Beatles, like the song Eight Days a Week specifically. And for years, I thought that there was eight days in a week because of that song. But uh, I grew up listening to really good music because my parents um, 
were, you know, hippies. And um, my dad was in a band for years and years, and he, he plays a bunch of instruments, guitar, and he sings. So um, I just grew up in a, in a musical household and, and liking real good music. And um, it was probably when I was, like, 18 years old, and I went to my first club in Philly, um, maybe Shampoo. It might have been that club Shampoo on Delaware Ave, I think. Um, I saw a DJ. He was, like, in the middle of the room, and I he was just lit up, and he was just, you know, curating the whole <laughs> the whole dance floor and the whole night. And I was like, that's the, that's the freaking coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, he has the control. He has all the power. And it probably stemmed from, like, me never feeling like I had control growing up because I, you know, I... It never really felt like I was good at anything because my learning disabilities and I didn't have a lot of confidence. So I was really drawn to that. And um, so that that got in my brain. I was like, oh, my God, DJing. And then I was like, but there's no girl DJs. And I was like, but that's exactly why I want to do it, because there's no girl DJs that I know of. And I, you know, I want to take over and I want to be a badass girl DJ. So um, it was a couple years after that, like it took a couple years for me to like meet the right people, and there was a lot of DJs in Philly um, who helped me out, like uh, DJ Aiden Scott, shout out to him, um, Jonathan Silva, these guys took me under their wing and gave me lessons and gave me their, shared their music with me, and um, and it, it, like, blew my mind. It changed my life. I had to save up all this money to buy equipment. Um, you know, I started off with shitty equipment and then I, I, you know, did some gigs and I made more money and I got better equipment. But um, it was what, long until I really moved to L.A., though, about five years ago, four years ago, that I uh, started to get gigs, like, consistently. Like, as soon as I came here, uh, that was, like, the first thing that took off. Like, somebody I knew knew somebody that owned a club and they were like, hey, your friend DJs? Like, bring her in. And then all of a sudden I'm DJing at the Hudson in, in L.A., you know, and um, that's a pretty big place to, to start out. And then um, it's kind of a snowball effect. And um, I just kept, you know, taking lessons. And DJ AM is, is one of my greatest influences. So I, I, you know, go back and I watch his videos and listen to his mixes. I love um, DJ Chachi and uh, DJ Panic City. And, and all these guys, I just listen to their mixes endlessly over and over again. And, and I just kept practicing. And then... Um, and then it turned into my own business um, where I, uh, you know, I came up with the with the name Fit DJ um, and now I, I combined it with my fitness career and I, I DJ all these fitness related events and I'm, over, I'm, you know, took it out of the club and put it into a more positive environment that's more conducive to what I do. And I still do club gigs and I still do private events and stuff like that, but I really love mixing it with uh, with fitness because fitness and music go hand in hand. If I have a good song going or a good mix going, I pump that much harder at the gym. I can go that much longer. I can go that much further. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all happened. Now you ha also have some of these mixes available on iTunes. Am I right? With that? I do. Yeah. I have a podcast. It's called fit DJs flex factory. Okay. Kind of tell us what that is. And, um, yeah, so I just, I created mixes that you can work work out with. Um, they're some are half an hour, some are an hour long. Um, some are themed. Like I have one up. It's a uh, WWE um, inspired mix because uh, I spent some some time with uh, 
with Jake the Snake, Roberts, and um, Scott Hall, and Diamond Dallas Page, my, my boyfriend, he makes documentary films, and he uh, produced a, a film that they were in. It's called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, and it was actually at Sundance and Slamdance Film Festivals of last year. So um, I actually lived in the house with um, with Jake and Scott Hall and, and all the guys that were working on the film for like two and a half weeks and, and got to know them and, you know, gained a lot of respect for them. And before I knew it, I was talking like a wrestler and, you know, using all the lingo and talking about gimmicks and marks and, and all kinds of, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. And it was it was really fun. So anyway, I, I made a mix because I grew up, you know, watching uh, WWF and WWE and kind of wanted to pay homage um, to the, all the wrestlers because they're awesome. <laughs> now, you mentioned that documentary. Actually, I saw that they had a, um, like a premiere of it out here in Philly not too long ago, a couple months ago. Um, oh really? Yeah, they had like a, a screening of it, and uh, uh, Jake Roberts was out here, and DDP was out here, and um, so they they had a screening of it out here, and it was it's an awesome documentary. If anybody has not seen it, um, it, mm-hmm. it's, it takes you through the whole life of you know Jake Roberts and you know the ups and downs of his life. So um, so anyway, you do have these these mixes on there, so everybody can go download this WWE theme type. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a listen to that. Um, so a couple <laughs> things I wanted to note because. Again, you are from Philly. One of the things, I didn't know you were from Philly originally, and I saw you, you know, wearing your Phillies hat while you're DJing, and I'm like, okay, she's either got to be from Philly because very rarely do you see someone wearing Phillies outside of Philly. I know. Uh, I know, right? Like, why would you want to do that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, why would would you set yourself up for that, you know? Um, (laughs) So were were you uh, big into sports growing up? Uh, I mean, I remember, like, the world, like – the World Series, what was it, like, 94 or something? Like, the Phillies were in the World Series, or it was 93, I forget. But uh, mm-hmm. I remember that made a huge impact, such a huge impact that I can't remember the year. Um, but uh, <laughs> We try to black yeah, it I, out. All I, all I can remember <laughs> is Joe Carter hitting a home run, and, you know, I kind of just blur it all out, you know, when we lost. I, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, my, my dad, I, you know, you gravitate towards the sports that your your parents like or your dad likes. And my dad's a big, um, he's a big Flyers fan. Uh, he likes the Phillies, but he's huge in the Flyers. So um, I'm kind of like, yeah, Flyers. Um, I think, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by football, although I'll admit, like, I don't fully understand it, but I think it's, I think it's badass. If I was a guy, I think I want to play some football. I think it's really cool. Although very dangerous and, um, and, and a little brutal, but, um, yeah, you know, of course I support all my, um, my Philadelphia team fully and, uh, I'd never cheat on them. Now we also mentioned prior to the podcast, it's like, we want to talk about cheesesteaks. Like how does someone, of course. like, First off, how does someone being so fit able to eat a cheesesteak? Are you one of these people that, like, doesn't eat the roll? Or, <laughs> like, <laughs> my, so father, my father won't eat the roll when he eats a cheesesteak. It's just like, no, <laughs> no it's that's, it's, it's a good move. I mean, you know, save, you know, the, it's carbs. It's carbs. So it just turns to sugar. But, uh, you know, a little carbs here and there is is, uh, is not too bad. But, um. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of do the same thing. Like sometimes I'll just eat the meat out of it. That's a violation, um, though. Fully, How can you have a cheesesteak and not eat the roll? I agree. I agree. Like to fully enjoy the full thing, you gotta eat the roll, and you gotta have some ketchup on it, and and, and onions and cheese and all that good stuff. But I don't know. I feel like I can kind of like this is probably 
like, I shouldn't say this, but I kind of feel like I can enjoy a good cheesesteak anywhere. Like, they all <laughs> kind of taste the same to me. Although, between, like, Pats and Gino's and, and all the ones in Philly, I'd have to say um, Jim's was the most appealing to me on South mm-hmm. Street. I'm not sure if it's still there. Cause it's, it's been still years there, since yep. I've been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I actually thought at the time that that was really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, cheesesteaks are delicious, man. Like, holy crap, like... They're good. I'm not going to deny that. They're good. Now, I also saw on your Twitter page it has that you're a celebrity um, DJ, like trainer and everything. Do you do you currently train people too, or you or do you not have time to really train I people? I do. Um, I mean, on a kind of like just on a like exclusive basis. Um, you know, sometimes I'll I'll have a, a friend of mine. Uh, you know, say that they have a celebrity friend coming to town, and you know they want to. They want a female trainer or, um, you know, they want whatever. They, they want a trainer that does what I do, that specializes in the kind of training that I do. And I'm like, cool, sure, go ahead. I'll give them my number and I'll train them, um, you know, short term. But uh, there's a few clients um, that I have that I train consistently. But mostly I've been focusing on, um, you know, DJing and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a sponsored athlete. And, um, you know, I've been traveling a lot and working on my YouTube channel. I get hired to do fitness videos. So those things keep me busy. And I have some other projects coming up that I can't talk about because I signed non-disclosure agreements, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, there's these things that I've, uh, yeah, you can only do so much. That's that's the thing. It's like I have all these interests and all these passions, but I kind of learned to narrow it down over the past <laughs> like two years because I'm like, I'm just spreading myself too thin and, and you're never going to get anything done if you do that. So I'm like, okay, I got to focus on two things right now and, you know, just do that. Well, like I said, we appreciate you uh, talking to us a little bit. I know you got a lot of projects that you can't talk to us about yet, but people can follow you on um, Instagram and Twitter and uh, let everybody know where they can find you at online. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ. My YouTube channel is called uh, Pimp and Iron, youtube.com slash Pimp and Iron. My website, if you want information on me or you want to book me, I do come back to Philly a couple times a year. It's www.laurenfitdj.com. And then also I want to make a shout-out to my sponsor, Earth Foods in Central Bucks County, um, which is our family health food store. It's earthfoods.us, and you can stop in there. It's uh, um, 202 in Hollycon. Pennsylvania, shout out to them and shout out to Dynapro, my other sponsor. We're looking through the Instagram and we saw that you were DJing outside of the store one day. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Outside of what? Outside of Earth Foods? Yeah, outside. Of you, you, yeah. Mentioned, you and your dad DJing outside there. That's kind of cool. I mean, you don't have to worry about hiring somebody. You got an in house DJ. It was really cool. My dad totally loved it. He's like my number one fan. It's so cute. So, yeah, we had fun and we were handing out some quest bars and uh you know it was a good old time well i'm sure you're gonna have a lot more fans after this podcast today i know i'm a huge fan now of your work and uh, go out there and download her mixes check out her her youtube channel follow her on instagram follow her on twitter just, just submerge yourself <laughs> with lauren fit dj <laughs> um uh, anything you want the fans to know before you leave um just Thank you. Like, anybody that follows me, like, I'm just shocked that I have any followers. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I really appreciate it. And, and sometimes people say, 
such nice things to me, make really nice comments. And it like melts my heart. Like I'm over here like crying because I'm like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Like to be able to touch anyone's life in a positive way is such a, it's such a pleasure and such a, um, I, I'm just like, that it means so much to me. So I don't even have the words, but I appreciate anybody that follows me and I appreciate you so much for having me on the show and you're a real sweetheart and uh, you're awesome. So keep doing what you're doing. Nick's master B. Not a problem. Thank you for talking to us. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Take care. All right. Bye. Hey everyone. This is Lauren fit DJ and you're listening to Nick's master B on MMB radio.